Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. Just wanted to wish everyone uh, a happy holidays and a happy Hanukkah. Tonight is, uh, today is the first day of Hanukkah. So to all of my Jewish friends and everyone who celebrates Hanukkah, uh, here we go into the holiday season. Um, everyone, please follow us on social media. It's at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, on Twitter and Instagram. Our Facebook, I have a personal page. We have a show page. And you can go to jaspercole.com, and there's also a one-on-one J. Cole link. And you can check out all of our past archive shows on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, and our home host page, BS Podcast Network. But without further ado... Please welcome my trusted co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Two four six eight. Who do I appreciate? You, Jasper. Thank you. Oh. And hello, Planet Eartha. Yes, we are back for another fun-filled fucking week. Yes, Jasper. What have you got to say for yourself? Ra ra hiss boom ga 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 lady ga ga. Oh my! Get out your baton now. Troll. Get it, twirl it, bitches, twirl it. Oh. So are you? Are you get? Are you getting in the of uh, the Corona Christmas spirit? Are you? Oh, I, I've, we're going to wrap our tree in in a mask. I think. In a mask. Okay, that'll be fierce. I actually was shopping for hams today in the supermarket uh, to get a spiral ham for Rose and myself. And uh, I just began that process today. So um, I'm going to cook a lovely dinner for us, and that'll be the extent of our Corona Christmas. Now, let me ask you, will this be cooked in a crock pot? Will this be in the oven? How, Thank how you for asking that, Jasper. You know what? I want to try the ham in the crock pot because my turkey breast turned out so damn delicious. And right. usually I put the spiral ham either in a baking pan and cover it with furl, or you could put it in a Dutch oven. Cover it with, with what? Furl. Oh, did my southern accent? My, you I mean tin foil? In foil. Sometimes I thought maybe <laughs> furl with them European something <laughs> shit I never heard of. <laughs> mm. But um, I think I'm going to try it in the crock pot this year because the turkey just was so succulent. It was just really delicious, and maybe have some sweet yams and a green vegetable, and call it a day. Call it a Christmas day with Rose and Ralph. And will you have a dessert? I will. Yeah, you know what? I had a delicious chocolate cake for her birthday. So maybe I'll just bake some cookies, my signature chocolate chip cookies. That might suffice. Or get another cake. What the hell? Just get another right, cake. Right, because you're doing you're doing 12,000 steps a day now, so you can add in 11, extra calories. Yes, actually, I, I went from 10,000 to 11,000. And sometimes I end up doing more than 11,000, but 11,000 is the new daily goal. I had to... I I un 
installed my former step counter and <clears throat> input a new one, installed a new one because the other one was getting glotchy. Remember how sometimes I would say like it would be at 6,700 and then I'd do my thing and then a few minutes later it'd be like, okay, 10,000. And it'd be like, <laughs> okay, it couldn't have been that fast. You know, so it was starting to get a little glitchy. But so far, so far, so far, so good with this new one. It This one actually gives me a little buzz when I've reached my goal. So that's nice. Yeah. Mine does like a, one of those like congratulations balloon, like poo, you know, New Year's Eve kind of thing. Does it have a sound effect? It has a sound effect. Yeah. It's a little thing. There's so many step counter apps out there. Well, exactly. I mean, the good news is, you know, that's why for me, when people talk about all the COVID weight they've gained, I'm like, Okay, well, you know, you had two choices during this time. Uh, either you worked out and exercised or you gained weight. And most people don't exercise because they say they don't have time. But when you were stuck at home and you weren't working and you had nothing else to do, really and truly, if you could just stand up in one place and march in place and burn some, burn some steps, right? Burn some calories. Yeah, I mean, I, like I've told you before, I don't know if I said this to you on the air or just talking about it, it holds me accountable because before I got the step counter, you the one who turned me on to it. I've been doing it since I've been doing 10,000 steps every day since July. And I think I might have missed twice. Like once I was on the fucking phone with you. So I like. <laughs> and then you were like, crestfallen that you had I missed. I was all your... crestfallen. You're like, well, Rob, just get, take the weekly average and do the bobby And it's like, it's daily, bitch. It has to say 10,000. No, and then I was day. like, well, still just keep doing, keep doing it. And those numbers are rollover for tomorrow, but you still did them on today. Right, but it's not the same, Jasper. It's well, your body, as far as burning the calories. The body, you, as far, you, yeah, that's true. But yeah, right. it's held me accountable. Um, but I want it every day, you know, so when I send you my weekly reports, every single day says 10,000 or more. Right. By the way, I need that food journal for this week. I haven't gotten yeah. the food journal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, you know, your contract is due. We, we look at it every 13 weeks and now we are, we have established a weight limit. And so we are asking, we are asking our employees to submit not only uh, blood work, but we also now we need a credit report. We need blood work and we need a food journal and your exercise journal. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Oh my god! And we need to see how many social media followers you've acquired. Well, I just downloaded this app. I saw on my it popped up on my phone about the California Notify. CA notifies that allegedly tells you if you've been exposed or been near someone who's been exposed. We'll see oh, how. That could get a little weird, right? I know. Well, of course they have all over there. You know, privacy this and privacy that. Supposedly, it's supposed to. It's supposed to tell you if you've been exposed and or that you have it. I, I think that you've been exposed. But can you imagine and, like the the all kinds of they're opening themselves up for all kinds of legal problems because you know all it takes is like a glitch in the computer and exactly, suddenly oh they pulled a, they pulled a file over from another department that had nothing to do with Corona and just put people's names in there. That's I don't trust that shit. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's all, it's like kind of that um DNA testing. You know, mm-hmm. you 
people were skeptical of that because they thought if it got into the wrong hands. And already they're vaccine scams. I don't know what they are. I just heard it on the news. It's like, oh, my God, we're just rife with scams in our society, you know, like. Well, that's so funny. I just talked to my dad and I have for Christmas, I gave him myheritage.com. Dennis and I did myheritage to trace our DNA. And mm-hmm. so my, my dad's going to do it because, you know, I'm his only biological son or child. So I, it can only show so much on my profile, but without having a direct family member also do it. I, I can't really see as far back as I want to see in our, our family history. So he's doing that for Christmas. <laughs> I, I asked, I asked Ernestine, his um, girlfriend to videotape him doing the, the swap. And then Dennis said, will be his luck. He'll get, he'll get falsely accused of some murder, you know, with DNA from 20 years ago or something. Oh my God. Um, was that a call for Alf? What's going on? Yeah, that was me coughing. Okay. I, is that a medicinal? Are you doing your med, 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 yes, medicinal treatment right I now? Am, I am smoking pot, and it made me cough. Yes, it did. Well, it's so funny. Okay, so our dear friend Erica Renee Davis, you know, breaking mm. the news co-host, she's been back home in Georgia for two weeks. She won't care if I tell this. Erica drinks like she can throw down some wine, some brown liquor and stuff, but she doesn't do any drugs. She doesn't take aspirin, Tylenol, n- nothing with anything. Like she won't take anything. And she had a severe backache. So she first, her mother gave her, um, she'd had some wine and then her mother gave her two exorcist Tylenols. And then that wasn't helping. So her, mo- <laughs> so her mother said, here, take some of the CBD oil. Well, wouldn't you know it? She completely freaked out, had hallucinogenic breakdowns. And her heart rate like quadruple, uh, quadrupled. She had to call the they had to call nine one one. Oh had no! To come, had to come to her mother's house because she thought she was having a heart attack and was floating out of her body, and felt like all her organs were shutting down. And the EMTs come and they're just like, uh, "Ma'am, you're just really high." <laughs> but what and, was she? But the CBD oil didn't cause that because there's no THC. Well, it had her mom has the kind with THC in it. Oh, I oh I thought the CBD. You can oil. get it either way. You can get it with or without. Oh. And so I her mother it, um, CBD oil on my hip. Oh my goodness, poor Erica. Yeah, it's the CBD that you you the the little droplets you put in your mouth that you swallow. It's like having an edible. Oh, is that you know, how the, she was ingesting it? Yeah, and she was in so much pain, she was just doing whatever her mother said. But her mother's one of those that's like, takes a muscle relaxer, a sleeping pill, a, a you know, a shot of liquor. I mean, all this stuff at one time and nothing. But bottom line was the EMT left. They told her she would be fine. Well, she wasn't fine. She got worse. So then they, her mom had to rush her to the hospital. Oh, my uh, God. So in the midst of COVID, she had to go to an emergency room. Oh. And... And it was just so anyway, the bottom line was she was like, uh, no, I will not be taking any more medications or any more anything to do with marijuana because she was like, oh, my God. She was just she said, Jasper, she said, seriously, she was floating outside her body and it was like she could feel the blood draining from her body is how she felt. Wow. And so we had to do a Zoom interview the next day. 
I couldn't tell, but she said she was so hungover. She just felt like drained, you know, from it. So, it, you know, everybody, it, it reacts differently to people. I probably, because I don't do any, I don't drink, I don't even drink. Erica at least <clears throat> drinks, but who knows what it would do to me. I probably would jump out the window. So it's the THC that made her freak, her body freak out. I think combined with the, the wine and the Tylenol, extra strength oh Tylenol. Oh, poor Erica. I hate that. And then the, to joke the whole thing was, I said, well, well, what did the x-rays show for the back? And she goes, well, we got so carried away with the, the three EKGs and everything. We forgot to check the back. <laughs> oh, God. And then it was like, she was like, there's no way I'm going back. So basically, she's still in excruciating back pain. But after going through all that, no one bothered to check the back. So, oh, I hate that you had to go to the emergency room. I know in Atlanta, but it was luckily she said it really wasn't crowded, and I guess they took her right in. But just the whole idea of being in a hospital right now is ugh, scary. So, now was she wearing anyway, a mask? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Although, because in Atlanta, they don't wear them. Um, well, in Atlanta, you find it they do, but when she went to, she went to her hometown of Waycross. Last weekend, um, she participated in a big tree lighting event. She was the MC. Uh, no, uh-uh. She, like, it was, it's, you don't have to. It's voluntary. Wow. So she was masked up and gloved up and everything. But, no, actually, they make fun of you if you're wearing the mask there. People taunt you and, and yell things at you. Wow, that is just... <laughs> Wow, I know. Not not so much in Atlanta, and not like where my dad lives in Athens. You know, um, in Athens, you just like here, you can't get into certain s- stores if you don't have a mask on. But other parts of Georgia, you know, in the state, there's no mask mandate, so mm-hmm. it's voluntary if you want to wear one or not. Which is <laughs> wow, frightening. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, we're we're all for all of you listening all over the country or the world, you know, California, we're on a lockdown again. I mean, it's not quite as severe as March. We can do takeouts, but no inside, no outside dining. Um, there's curfews. They basically just are trying to keep people from unnecessarily being out on the roads. Are you noticing uh, less traffic in L.A. when you I, when you run errands? Well, Ronnie said he thought it was about the same, but when I went to the eye appointment this morning, going down the street, the boulevard I use, it was less traffic. And Mm -hmm. I thought, because usually that can be very congested. So I did see a difference um, in the traffic going there because, um, yeah, that was noticeably because uh, I was prepared like I might be stuck. And then – When I went to Trader Joe's the other day for the first time in a while, I had to wait in. I had to wait outside six feet apart to get in the store, and that Mm -hmm. hadn't been in a long time. Um, Because at the beginning, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say Dennis came to L.A. last Thursday, and he was saying that um, he literally took the ten, exited on Fairfax, went up Fairfax to Wilshire to the doctor, got back in the car, and drove back. But he said just. There was no tra- – like getting up Fairfax, or maybe it was La Brea, but either way, mm-hmm. there was like a noticeably less traffic for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Luckily, out like out here, we had so many people pile in for Thanksgiving. I don't think that's going to happen now for Christmas. It's it's really kind of, um, thankfully, very deserted right now mm. in Palm Springs. So I hope it stays that way because once once the restaurants are not open outside, there's really you know or the bars, people can't. There's not much for them to do. And I think I think even some of the hotels here have limited their uh, capacity. Um, a friend of mine went to LA. He's a realtor. He he couldn't even make a reservation online. Um, you had to go in person to the hotel in Los Angeles. They wouldn't mm. let you book it over the phone. So I don't know what. I guess I'm not really sure why that makes a difference. But but yeah, he had to go there and just get the room right there in person. So, oh, but wow. you know, hopefully, hopefully these you know we're we're turning the corner literally, and the vaccines. Um, the FDA voted tonight, this afternoon, to approve. It was 17 to 4, 17 yes, 4. And, and the four no's, they said, were not because they thought the vaccine was unhealthy or anything. It was There was a question about 16 to 20-year-olds. They had not done enough testing, they felt, on teenagers. And mm-hmm. so those four, those four people voted for further testing. But 17 voted Yes, it was safe to to go ahead. So hopefully they'll get that rolling out rolling out soon. Um, on a on a showbiz note, I, before I forget, I wanted everyone to know tonight our client Dan Garcia and Mike Mayhall they have a new Christmas film, uh, Kiss Me for Christmas, that's debuting oh, on BET. Yes. Yeah, BET tonight. So um, and I want to also wish Denise Boutte a safe journey as she heads off to dc to shoot a christmas film for uh bet and also congrats to terry j vaughn who had a great christmas uh movie la- the fifth last week with uh wendy R- raquel and it was just really really funny and really well done and keisha oh. sharp mm-hmm. yeah there are all these christmas projects so um I- i'm not really a big christmas movie watcher but i have to say um, uh, Terry J's movie was really funny because usually, you know, some Christmas movies can be kind of sappy, but mm-hmm. uh, but Terry J's was really funny, and Terry J's such a fun actress and she's as a director, funny, yeah. she, she got so many funny funny bits in there. Uh, Victoria Rao is directing Denise's movie in D.C., so that's going to be great. And our client Steven Sorrentino is in, appears in that film. Yes, he he uh, did his work already, and then he also just wrapped a film in Philadelphia last night. So Steven Sorrentino is keeping that East Coast busy during the quarantine with his work, which is exciting. Wow, excellent. Go, Steven. Yeah, Thank you. everybody's just trying to, you know, every, a lot of the shows are wrapping up now for holidays. So, um, you know, we're, we on a, on, a, on a personal note, there I – I have a TV show I've co-created with Denise and Jr. and Dan Garcia, and we should be by next week. We may even know tomorrow. We'll, we'll be having an announcement soon of, on where the show is ending up and w- when we're going to start production. And Ralph is also a part of this production. So we were supposed to know on the 6th, but um, if you've been seeing in the trades, UMC just did a big, overhaul and brett now became the head of amc and umc and they mm-hmm. bought we tv so 
any shows that are done for UMC now will also be on WeTV, which means actors will get residuals because WeTV is, is cable, not streaming. Um, so it'll be better, I think, better exposures, better money for everybody involved. And this will be my first, you know, this will be my first creating a show that actually is getting made. So it's just going to be exciting to be working with pretty much all friends, you know, all, mm-hmm. other than that. I don't know who the executives will be at, at the network, but our core core group of people are all people that we, we already know and love. So we're going to stick together and it's going to, it's just going to be fun. I think this will show, I, I don't know if you like Shit's Creek, Ralph, have you been oh, watching? Oh, you know, I've been binge watching it. Well, you know, there's a great behind the scenes documentary on Netflix about they follow them through the last season all the Uh way up to the very last day on the set shooting. And, you know, this was a little show that pop TV, my friend Andrew actually shepherd over at pop TV back when nobody gave it a chance at all, you know, and it really didn't get any attention until this last fifth and sixth season. But the whole time I was watching this behind the scenes, I was thinking about, Oh my God, this could happen with life happens, right? Like mm-hmm. showing all the behind the scenes and they've become like a family. And well, I mean, it's Dan and of course, Eugene, I didn't know the girl playing the waitress is his real life sister, Sarah. Oh. Levy. Yeah. Oh, I never wow. knew that. Yeah. She's the sister in, in real life. So, it, so Dan, so Dan had his sister and his father on the show, which oh, is wow. amazing. And everyone is so quirky and funny. It's just really well done. So well done. So well done. But there's just so much. But I, I love behind the scenes stuff. So, um, and you, you love a table read. And so the ver- they have the very last episode table read where everybody's mm-hmm. crying and trying to get through the script. And you, you can just see how they've just been on this journey together, you know, and it's ending and, um, Wow, it's exciting. But anyway, speaking of exciting, we have an amazing guest coming up today. Um, He's best known for being the Blue Ranger on the Power Rangers Samurai series and and, uh, features and everything on Nickelodeon. But he's also on our favorite series right now, The Bay. And as everyone knows, we're huge supporters of The Bay. But at this time, I'm going to let you introduce him, Ralph, because you love saying his name so give everyone tell everyone who our guest is planet eartha our charismatic award-winning actor naji ditej is joining us (laughs) naji welcome to the show hi can you hear me it's not Yes, it's not that I don't know how to say your name, but Ralph loves to say it, so I wanted him to have the pleasure of introducing <laughs> hey, Naji. you. Naji, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I that was an amazing <laughs> that was an amazing <laughs> entrance. Um, oh well, listen. Yeah, were you saying? Well, listen. We we uh, in all in all honesty, I uh, googled you because I I wanted to see how you pronounced your name. And there was a great interview where you actually told someone on the red carpet, you know, how to say your name. I'm sure you get all kinds of pronunciations, right? Yes, I do. It's, uh, you know, it's just one of those unique names that 
you have to just take time for some. Uh, yeah, Najee. You can, some people call me Naj. You know, some people call me Najee, but you know, <laughs> Najee. Najee Tez. It's a great. It's a great <laughs> name. It's really great. No, yeah, well, welcome, yeah. Welcome to the show. As I was mentioning, you know, we're big supporters of Gregory and Christos, and we've had so many of the cast um, on the show. My my producer Jr. is a producer on the Bay. So, and and I got to watch this. The new season is fucking amazing. I think you guys did a, a brilliant job. So, congratulations. Um, tell everyone, well, what you can tell without spoiling what's happening with uh, your character on this on this uh, new season. Oh, um, well. So let me think. So because <laughs> it's it's like there's like a huge story, and mm-hmm. um, I have I haven't fully caught up with the latest episode. I'm I'm catching up. Um, right. I'm on the the second episode of season six, which is like a, a, a anniversary look back of the episodes in the past. So I haven't. They haven't like my character hasn't officially came in yet on season six where I have seen. So, right. um, uh, but to take a small little, um, talk what my character is going through this season. Uh, first off, I'm going to say that this is one of th- this season is a big pivotal, uh, for my character. Um, season four, season three, um, wasn't like it was an introduction. I was here, I was there, but this season was very, very hands-on. Um, RJ was in a lot of scenes. He was connected to a lot of people. He, uh, it was definitely more of a chunk this season. So I had to bite down into into the material and, and really just, uh, you know, um, focus. Especially with all this pandemic stuff going on, it's like you know. Just, I just had to really just zone in into just like what this character wants, what's his desires, what's he's trying to, what is he trying to get out of this, et cetera, et cetera. But um, uh, what happens this season? Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, what I like about the show is that they incorporated the pandemic into the show, mm-hmm. um, uh, like things that are happening now in real life. They filmed in the show, for instance, the pandemic and Corona and, um, uh, 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 they have like a, uh, like a, a, a racial, um, discrimination thing that they did in the show as well. I just don't want to give away details, but the, the cop was racially profiling RJ and he gave RJ a hard time. So, uh, that's what I really liked about filming this season is that um, that they they incorporated a lot of the things that are happening currently in right the world. Uh, so and yeah. tell me, was it, was was this your first? Because uh, you quarantined at the ranch, right? Yes, yes, we did. Yes. Was this your first job shooting during the pandemic? Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, we like I said, we've had some people on talking about that, but Ralph and I were talking off air today, and it seems like between Tyler Perry doing it and Gregory doing it, the the quarantining seems to be the really the only 
to me, the safest way to shoot during this time is yeah. keeping everybody at, on one, you know, in one location all the time. Yes. Yes. That's, I feel that that way, you have very, the chances of you, of the cast getting the virus is very low. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and it makes us feel more happy to work and, you know, just be focused on the material, you know, be safe, yeah. but focus on the material because it, it, you know, let's be honest, if we're filming like, like from our house, like we go from our house and go to a set and then on the weekend we're off and we're doing whatever we want to do. Like that's everybody going, you know, doing certain things in their own personal life. And it's like bringing it back to work is like, right. You know, yeah, it's, because every day, you know, every day in the trades, we see some show that got shut down. I, I've only wor- I, I worked once. I did a film this summer and, I, you know, I was feeling all kind of cocky when I was on the set because it's like, oh, we all got tested. So we, we're all negative and, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then you find out later, well, wait, you know, the tests don't always aren't always 100 percent. And then. <laughs> And then, you know, if you're, if you're, it could take two to five days for I, the point being, it's not a, nothing's a hundred percent, but you're right. If we all go, you know, the crew goes out, they go to, to, to home and um, it's just been tricky. You know, it's been a tricky time, but I have to applaud the union and SAG and all the different uh, divisions that put all this protocols together because it's in some ways you, you're safer on the set than you are going to Trader Joe's these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, I like the precaut, which was my point of why I was saying that, that at the rant and how Gregory had it set up in the production and how much energy they put into everyone staying safe and, um, and being safe. Even when we were winning the Emmys, like when we won the Emmy this year, like everybody was very, they went outside, they kept it very, very um, there's like a ID on it, you know, as far as like, by the way, stay, you know, six feet apart, you know, just like kind of mm-hmm. like a little Corona police or whatever you want to call them. I don't even know, but he was <laughs> always, he was always just there whenever we would get off set, um, and 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 he would uh, just give us a friendly reminder. It felt weird at right. first because right, we're all grown right. people, and it's like you're telling me what to do. But you know, he he he, he we, we would have our production meetings, and you know, uh, at the beginning of the uh, shoot day, and he would let us know like it's like I don't want to be a nag, I don't want to be a this, but I'm I'm just trying to help. And, you know, and he let us know that his family has it. Some people have, I think, passed away from it. So he was like, I'm taking it very seriously, which I respect that, you know, I respect that. So it made me want to listen to what, you know, and, and just go with it even more. Um, so it was very safe shooting with Gregory um, and shooting with the Bay. Um, I didn't feel at one time that it was, uh, that I was in danger of getting the, mm-hmm. COVID. So I felt that was, uh, I, I liked that. I love that. And it really made me, it helped me focus on my material even more versus like always worrying about if I'm going to get 
a virus and mm-hmm. try to learn and be on top of my game. So um, they did a good job at eliminating that. So I just wanted to kind of like applaud. Oh, yeah. That. Well, so you're – okay, you were born – you were born in LA and then moved to Hawaii and then came back to LA. Is that, is that how your journey started? Yes. Um, Where in Hawaii did you live? Uh, I lived in the Kona, the two sides. Okay. And my dad would always go to the other side and say that side name all the time. I think, I think it was Kona and Hilo. Hilo. I lived on, on on in Honolulu, right? Uh, no, on the Big Island. Oh, on the Big Island. Okay, wow. Yeah. It's and people don't like. It's funny because the island is, I think, literally called the Big Island. It's yeah, Hawaii. it is. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> how? Gosh, that's quite a. It's well, first of all, Hawaii is breathtaking. You know, even even Honolulu, which is like the big city, is still a beautiful, beautiful place. But um. Yeah. When, when, because of course, you know, Power Rangers was clearly your big break, but when did you actually start acting? Were you a, a child actor? No, I, I wasn't a child actor. My, my father tried to kind of do that when I was younger, but it, I was a kid and just, I don't know, just wanted to have fun and mm-hmm. just be a kid. So I didn't want to do it when I was younger. Um, uh, coincidentally, when I was working um, in high school, I, I got approached by a manager, and uh, and then I took it upon myself to kind of like see what it's about. Do it. He was mainly saying for modeling. He wasn't saying mm-hmm. acting, but so I'm, I, I kind of went in as modeling, and I kept booking these uh, modeling gigs, and I kind of fell into acting because um, I see that. Now, like, there's a lot of model guys or models that mm-hmm. fall into because it's like the same type of look that they're looking yeah. for sometimes in shows. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened with me. I fell into acting, and um, uh, <laughs> I met this guy at the freaking coffee bean. I was I was the barista serving him coffee, and he's just like in, in a was, where at in near. New York Fairfax. Oh, Larchmont. Okay, yeah. Everybody knows Larchmont. I, mm-hmm. I was work. I was at that little coffee bean that's been there for like ever, and um, and then uh, and then I him, and I was always really nice to everybody. Um, and he pretty much just offered me to go on his wing, and and he wanted to you know manage me and you know take photos and get me into modeling. You have the look, you know that whole spiel yeah so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much what happened and then ever since then i i kind of kept it going and kept it rolling and um been bouncing around ever since well was power rangers just another audition on the you know in the regular chain of auditions how did uh how did power rangers happen so so it was a very uh unique time i remember that time i was i was young and i was like just I was doing all types of stuff. Like, I I just remember always being out, out of the door. But <laughs> this, <laughs> this specific time, I remember I was I was modeling, and I booked, a, and they had just sent over 
and I mean like literally had just sent over like boxes of like stuff with my face on it and stuff that I modeled and stuff uh, and things like bags, big old billboard thingy. Like, I don't even know what they're called, but it's like pretty much a big picture and made of like uh, 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 like cardboard, but it's 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 like a really nice picture. I don't know what that's called, but then a bunch of those. Um, and then I got a uh, a call. So I was still in the moment of like just being, I don't know, fake starstruck like that I built a book campaign that was all over USA and like in other place. And then I get the call when I was at this chick's house, uh, yo, uh, that they said you have an audition and it's for Power Rangers. And I was like, really? Like back in the day, Power Rangers? At this point, the show was not on air when, right. like we it had died and got sold or uh, uh, it, the show was dead pretty much uh, for like a couple right. of years. And then they our season, our specific season, the Samurai season, Power Rangers Samurai, uh, they wanted to revamp it and turn it into something new and have it come out like, you know, like a new car. So, right. So basically um, my agent was uh, she, I remember they called me and and, and they were like the Power Rangers. I was like, well, I thought that show like stopped and like it did and stuff. They wouldn't revamp it and stuff. So okay, cool. So then I read, I read, I, I, like it was definitely a moment because it was like, wow, I'm reading for Power Rangers right now and I grew up on this stuff. Wow. Um, and 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 I and I was going through the uh, the script and um, I, her house was like on a beach house. It was like right, right off the uh, in Long Beach. It's like that big old uh, beach. It had a great view, and so I just started look, looking at the lines, and I was like, I was I went I studied a little more, and then um, um, uh, I went to the audition. Like the first thing I see is I'm parking and walking up to the audition. Some fucking guy with a with a big old kendo sword. He has like this like. <laughs> I was like, bro. Oh did, shit! Were, is this in the audition to bring like? Are we man? Is this mandatory? Are we supposed to bring like? A <laughs> <laughs> so you you pulled a baseball bat out of your trunk and you're like, I'm good to go. Here we go. Man, I was that that was. I don't get intimidated like a lot, but like I remember walking up and I felt so dumb. Like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> this dude bought a freaking sword. That was so smart. Like I should have. Like I don't feel like being here. Like, <laughs> I think I think we've all I think we've all been there as actors. Like you go into that commercial audition and there's cowboys dressed in full cowboy attire and you're like, oh shit. But they don't always want that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and and luckily because I'm telling you, like. I know exactly what you're talking about because that's happened to me before. Like football characters or uh-huh. or, or doctors, you'll be like, "Where the hell did this guy get a full like shoulder <laughs> pad jersey? Just like where, I, you know?" Oh my god! So that's happened. <laughs> it doesn't usually happen to me with uh, with uh, a lot of auditions. It's just like specific. This specific one, I remember feeling very intimidated when I saw him. I was like, "I was like, wow!" Like. I just I, that that that's a good move, you know. Like okay, right. 
you know, so I walked in. I couldn't leave, by the way, because my audition time was like in like five minutes. So uh, <laughs> I was like, but you, like I but you thought, but you thought about it, didn't you? Yeah, I thought about leaving, <laughs> going to like a sporting goods place. Hey, do you got any Kindle swords? Like just <laughs> about to ask, I mean, about to go, and I was like, you know what? I'm late. Well, I'm. I, I'm I'm better be on time, but if I would have left, I would have been late. So I was like, eh. So I went inside. Um, it was cool. Um, everybody's very poppy. They're they're color poppy. Their faces Disney, Nickelodeon, perfect smiles, perfect haircut. Like I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking straight Justin Bieber motherfuckers. Like I swear, oh. just everywhere. Down hallway, down. You know, all coordinated. Like you already know, you're coming for the Red Ranger. I already know <laughs> you're. Coming for the Red Ranger. <laughs> it was like, it was like, okay, this is happening. So, um, I went in there. I signed in, and um, uh, 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 you know, it's always some small little room where everybody's silent. You know. Mm. Same thing that happens in almost every other um, audition room. But um, uh, I went outside, practiced my lines, just was prepared. Um, it's funny because they were asking if you, uh, in, the, in the audition notice, they said, hey, if you have any type of ex- like martial arts experience, be prepared to show a demo of it after your audition. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you Did you have any? Oh, now you, that's where it, you're like, oh, uh. but basically, so out of all the Rangers, which this is a, uh, a well-known, a good kept secret, um, out of all the Rangers, I was probably like the least qualified martial arts experience type of like character out of all the, the five. One chick had like acrobatics experience. One chick was trained by like her martial arts dad. One dude was like a parkour. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow. Wow. So, I look I, like I looked at video games to get my martial arts experience. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, but of course, we're not going to tell them that. You know, now that no, you know, done. I can be. I get to be honest. But basically. At the time, you know, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I grown up, I did this, I did a little bit of that, you know, but in all actuality, I got like my whole routine of martial artsness from this Mortal Kombat game that I played a lot that time. So it was, it was funny, but I did it and it, and I made it look cool with the faces and the eyes and the hook, you know, but <laughs> I don't, I, you know. I'm not a martial what, artist. I'm well, let me ask you, what what did you wear to the audition? Like just regular uh, clothes or what? I I yes, uh, uh I had a baby blue so I had that shirt. <laughs> I feel like it's a uh, lucky shirt. Anytime right. you get booked big, you're like this shirt means every like it's like a huge deal, the shirt. And it happens to be the Blue Ranger, so there you have it. That helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I shirt that fit pretty well and um uh, I don't remember what pants I, but you know, no one cares. Did anybody but, uh, come in in like the like the martial arts robe with the belt and the whole thing? No, they. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, they. Everyone was very, like, kind of teen boppy, 
you uh-huh. know, brighter, brighter hair, just like teen high school. You know, they're not, they weren't going for like dojo look. They're going for more of like, shoot, Justin Bieber with the red shirt on or Justin Bieber with the green shirt on. They were literally. <laughs> Like now, boom. now forgive me because I this will tell you I don't know the the real history of the Rangers, but was is the Blue Ranger was he written to be ethnic or diverse, or did they did you did they cast you and you just happened to be? Um, uh, well, or did it say it on the breakdown yeah, or? Yeah. So so what they to my knowledge, um, what do in the casting room um, uh, they have which race they kind of want this color for but mm-hmm. um, if there is they're, they're all they're also it's like a puzzle like get so they go they go through all these auditions and they have you know who they like but then sometimes who they like doesn't go good next to you know mm-hmm. guy who they like so they have to probably switch the roles, which is what happened in some uh, cases. Um, but uh, and instead of being, you know, instead, like, you may came in for, like, the Red Ranger or, or whatever you came for, and then they're like, you know what, you'll look good as a green one, even though mm-hmm. you're a different race or a different, you know. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, they didn't specifically say, this guy's going to be black and this guy's going to be Asian. It's kind of like um, they they had an idea and then they right. – you know, uh, they definitely like, they wanted a diverse cast. They just weren't sure which people would play which roles until they, you guys audition. How many? So once you got past this initial audition, was there a series of auditions, or were you pretty much cast? Yes, it was a series of auditions, and 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 boy, will I tell you, it was it was just nerve nerve, just like. It was too long, and going in, I, we went in four times or three times. I can't remember. And you're just like, you feel good that you got the call back. Like when they, when they, you know, you get the call like, hey, eat the call back. Put you there at this time, and it's like, you know, exciting, you know, like anything else. And then you go audition, and then you go home, and the, hey, you got another call back at this time. Okay, by the fourth time, <laughs> third time, you're just like, okay, if y'all ain't gonna book me. Then just stop calling me, you know. Cause right, right. <laughs> if you if they don't know by now what they but they were probably mixing and matching and you know trying to decide the different looks and how many how many there's five ultimately five in the uh, cast. We get like five or six depending on you know. It's five or six like each season they have, but in ours it was six. Well. Were you doing a lot of green screen work when you were doing the show? A lot of stuff with the green screen, or yes, uh, we did a, we did some green screen work, uh, especially when we morphed into our other uh, character. Uh, I mean, um, into the Power Ranger, we we morphed. We did a lot of green screen work and a lot of uh, like fight scenes. Um, it was some green and you, screen you would have a choreographer and a trainer. I mean, you would that would all be very choreographed, right? Yes, yeah. We, we didn't know like what they wanted and how they wanted it. And, um, and it was a like we everything. So it was samurai. So um, 
they had uh, specific ways of doing things, like holding the sword and 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 you know martial arts, you know stances, and so they would show us. So we're not looking a fool on, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, uh, they had a big old, big old studio that did all their uh, green screen work and anything that yeah you know, anything that shot this way where where uh, where uh actually when they go inside the helmet and then they do like a close up of your face there's like colors um you know like for me it'll be blue cuz I'm a blue ranger so they'll like do a uh, a scene where like you know you'll they'll show the blue ranger morphed and then like they want to show like what he's thinking so then the camera will kind of like zoom into your my head my face and then my actual face would be the scene that I would shoot in the green screen area you know and I'll be lit up in blue and I and, and I'll like talk to myself like man I don't think I can do this I'm going to try and then it'll zoom back out to the morphed uh uh ranger outfit that I'm in and then the show will continue but all the green wow. screen work was in the studio were was these awesome. were these pretty long days the shoots were they long long hours and and do how many episodes would you shoot the whole season at one time and it sounds like it would be a lot of a lot of work the longest not they're not yeah. they weren't the they weren't long days they were the longest days mm. oh wow so when I would tell, like, just to give you, like, a ballpark to the hours that they would just be spanking us with was <laughs> we, would shoot, we would shoot Sunday. Uh, so every day it would be, like, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., depending on the character's call time. But most of the time, like, we're all Power Rangers and we're all in the same scenes. It's not like we go off into the world mm-hmm. on our own. Like we're we in order to film, we usually would need the other Power Ranger, like each scene, boom, 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 boom. Um, so the, the before I begin the actual story, the little mini story is we were all roommates. They all put us in these house, uh, uh, apartments. Me and the Green Ranger would live together. Uh, uh, the Red Ranger and the Yellow would live together in their own house, and then the Gold Ranger lived in his own house. Uh, else and then um we every morning there will be one man not two there will be one man one man will pick up the uh, three red three uh red yellow and pink then they will the van will come to us me and green um and it was all timed so we'll just say the red ranger had a late day we're all going to be late because he didn't wake up on time. So we all going to be late and get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So everything was, I just want, you know, I just want to give you a good little, little feeling of uh-huh. how uh-huh. The, the, the whole shooting of this process of, uh, with this type of show worked because everything was very team oriented. So there was a lot of nitpicky, a lot of, you know, like my, my roommate, which was the green ranger, he would, he would party sometimes and, um, uh, he just wouldn't wake up on time. I don't know how. <laughs> Somehow, I play, I play dad, and I'm knocking on this fool's door at 5 a.m. like, yo, you know what I'm saying? 
it's like oh my god yeah so it it wasn't just like one thing it was like a bunch of things you're like living with them you're going to work with them and then on the weekends Mm. we only we only have one day off which i'll break down right after this um and we'll probably be be hanging with them too because we're in New Zealand and we don't know nobody. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like the craziest work situation I've ever encountered. Let's just put it like that. So, break down quick. I'll, I'll do it fast because I know you guys got a lot of stuff. So, uh, fast. Uh, the schedule, the work schedule. The work schedule was crazy. We would wake up. Uh, we had to be in at 5 a.m. And then um, uh, the moment set will work from like, I don't know, 6 a.m., like break of dawn, like 6, 7 a.m., all the way till, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., somewhere, somewhere around there. And then I remember we would get off work late, go home, only have one hour to do whatever you want to do eat, shower, play a video game, whatever you had. I had it down to it. So I only have one hour. I have to be in bed by 10, a little the latest, just to uh, have enough sleep to wake up at 5. Wow. That was, that was every day. And then, catch, check this out. The one day we had off was 1. So I'll break it down real quick. <laughs> we have Saturday. Day that you didn't have to do anything, like nothing. So Friday, like pretty much, if you want to party or like go out and like have a good, day, it would have to be on Friday night when you got off work because you wouldn't have to wake up on Saturday morning so you could sleep in and whatever. But you could only have fun basically till like 8 p.m. on Saturday because you had to go to ADR, which is voiceovers for the show on Sunday and um uh and then we're back at it. Wow. So so we wouldn't have like a lot of time. It was like constant like work, work, work and like a little bit of time. Work, work, work and a little bit of time. And crazy. <laughs> so yeah. How, so were you in Auckland? Where where in New Zealand were you? Yeah, we were we were in Auckland, I believe. Yeah, wow. And how long? What? How long were you there? Like for a se- for for that shoot? How long? How many months? Or um. So uh. So we filmed somewhere around like a year and a half ish, um, give or take, because we had a film and then we had to come back for like the award shows, like Kids Choice Awards. We were nominated. And um, uh, the Red Ranger was nominated the other the, the year after, and um, <clears throat> so we would be kind of like popping in and popping back and forth um, between there and here, uh, and and yeah, that's that's a that's a long ass flight, isn't it? Yeah, I hated it. It was like <laughs> long. Well, let me. Ever. Are you guys? Are you? Um... I guess I mean obviously you either you either bonded or you didn't bond, but are you still close with are you in touch with the other any of the other rangers? Uh yes. I it's one of the things where we have 
a great experience, a crazy, just life-changing experience. Like, we're not even the same people anymore from when we started to when we did the show. So I, I will always remember what that was and, and mm-hmm. who we were and what we did and how much time, you know, we spent together. So I, I keep in touch with uh, some of them. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was yeah. It's one well, of those and also it it kind of opened up. It set you on this path. I mean, I'm sure you do all the comic cons and the the conventions, and do you, I'm, I, and I'm sure the fans are loyal. And you know, to this day, you're known for that for that role. Yes, yeah, it's 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 definitely an honor to be, um, you know, acting and and portray a a superhero of any kind. Even if it wasn't a Power Ranger, I grew up on Power Ranger, so it was like lucky. But um, uh, it's definitely an honor to just be a part of something bigger than just a regular mm-hmm. show. It's almost yeah. like a, it's almost like a uh, some 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 kid told me it's like a legacy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you're right. Though like it is, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know. The show was always, um, uh, by the way, there's like another replica of our show in a Japanese version in Japan. Like, we're the American version of this show. And there's a Japanese version of the show. And and so it's, it's uh, and then they like dubbed my voice in like Mexico. Like, so it, like it was <laughs> Spanish. It was, <laughs> I thought it was funny. So, you know, this, this thing and um, it multiplies into other things because of how, uh, you know, I guess impactful it is uh, to kids and people, you know. So I would to be a part of something like that versus shooting something and then watching it and then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's a great thing to have on your – I mean, you've got this whole – great career ahead of you. So I, again, the time I, we could talk, we really need like two hours to talk because the time flies, but I want to remind everyone to go over to Amazon prime and also pop star TV to watch the new season of the Bay. What's the best place on social media for people to follow you? Instagram. Is that your main, main place? Yeah. Or anything they want. I'm, I'm on, I'm on there. I just got on TikTok too. It's like, just type in my name, Najee Ditej, um, and he'll you'll have it. Uh, It'll pop right. up. Yeah. yeah, perfect. But yeah, well, listen, any... listen, buddy. It is so great to meet you, and uh, please come back on the show. Good luck with everything else. Stay safe during these crazy times, and uh, happy, happy holidays. Christmas coming up. Much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, this is definitely an experience. Haven't done in, I haven't done this before. So, well, well, well listen, you're you're a great you, guest, and yeah, you're so energetic. You're really a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh yes, of course. Thank you so much. I, you know, I I love actually hosting too. I I took a hosting class. <laughs> so, you were a great um, host. I I've seen. Yeah, I saw some clips of you. Uh, uh, on the red carpets and different things. So, you've listen. You've you've got what they call the it factor. So, the doors Thank are you. just going to keep opening for you. And I know you're a really good, good family guy, good solid kid. You had a good upbringing, and uh, 
nothing but blessings coming your way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the time. Of, thank you so much for everything. <laughs> okay. All right, All right Dodger, Thank you. Have a great have a great holiday, and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah. That well, was Ralph, so much fun. I know. I love when we have a guest that's that's so uh, entertaining, and you know that talk. We can just like listen, and it's you know what I mean. Those are the and easy. That's the, yeah, that's the way it should be. Absolutely. The, those are the fun guests. He's what a you know, you know the old the old actor man in me. I was like, oh Lord, that's some long. <laughs> that's those a long after hour. Oh my God. <laughs> that's wow. why you got to do it when you're when you're in your twenties, right? Because otherwise, it, yeah. It reminded me of. Um, being on tour with Sisterella, you like, know, and you're always, you know, on the I was bus. about to say, it's almost like being, it is the same thing of being like on tour with a theater production. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, and just all that that entails, you know, um, and the different personalities and having to deal with, I mean, yeah, I remember doing a tour one time and sharing a hotel room with another actor, you know, we got along, but after a while it's like, wow. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just thought about the the different. God, you just brought up memories about sharing rooms with other actors, but I remember that fucking breakfast buffet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I loved me a breakfast buffet. Now that I think about, it, I did it in North Carolina and Germany. Oh my god, I would just fill up. It was the best. But now to think about a buffet during these times, it's like, oh my god, Lord, Can we do not want a buffet. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, even a salad bar in the supermarket. I don't uh-uh. know any of that. Oh no! Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's like cruise ships. You know, they're like they're like floating buffets. And so I don't know. That's a that's oh lord, that's not for me. But um, well, Ralph, listen. Thank you so much as always. Everyone, follow Ralph on at Ralph Cole Jr. Uh, on all the platforms. And we so next week's show is our last show before the holidays. Um, we have uh, we have Emmy winning actor Eric Nilsson from Days of Our Lives and the Bay. Uh, oh great! Uh huh. And then we have another special guest, um, R.C. Wagner, that is going to be on as well. So we have a great lineup for next week, and then we'll be taking a break and ringing in the new year and the new president, and out with the old and in with the new. Absolutely. Okay. Thank Ralph, you for thank another you so much. Time. Yes, you're welcome, Jasper. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.